0: Top shelf fantasy. Tom Penny. I have Carson Wentz at eight. You have Ryan Tannehill at eight. Whoever there finishes you go. better is that's the shotgun bet. Ryan Tannehill Deal. versus Carson Wentz. can I be part Come of it, please, please. <laughs> Corey Dowd.
1: Taylor Jones wants to throw the ball to the quick, easy, check down target in Evan Ingram. And Evan Ingram wants to catch the ball and run with it because he doesn't like blocking and doing any of that nonsense. Craig Penny. Talking about
2: Amari Cooper, and I was saying I have the same problem. And if he can ever just be a consistent wide receiver, then how great he can actually be with his talent.
3: Scott Milne. My cell high is Terry McSell High. Terry McLaurin. Terry McBeerson. <laughs> Terry... <laughs>
0: Terry McCutsey face. Terry McCutsey
3: face. All right, so, uh, Terry McLaurin is my sell-high to There's a cat in the field. Guys All right, I, Okay, you
2: guys want to talk about a cat real Absolutely. quick? Absolutely. This is amazing. There's a cat this on the field. This is why Amari Cooper got hurt. Look this Scottie. is amazing. And there is a black cat now on the field. Maybe we need to bring the ghost back to get rid of the cat. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe we should. I don't, I don't know. I mean, mean, what are we doing here? I mean, look at his change of direction. He's He's got great lateral movement. Oh, my goodness.
3: (laughs) Oh, Oh, the the memories. The black cat.
1: Uh, We never did find the black cat. Yeah, never did. Despite our best efforts on the GoFundMe, we could not locate (laughs) the Monday Night Football black cat. And thank you,
3: Dick Laflamme, for the actual
1: donation of $5. (laughs) Which, before we get audited, was returned. <laughs> yes, he <laughs> was returned. the uh, fan. Uh, that
0: was one of the most memorable podcasts, because I remember watching Scotty like curl up. Well, in it happened during the podcast. It was <laughs> right, <laughs> right
2: during the like, beginning oh, of the podcast. Was it Thursday so, night? It so, was a Monday night. The Monday oh, night podcast. Right, yeah. And I'm yeah.
3: like, guys, wait, I'm sorry. There's a goddamn cat in the field like, wait what? Look at that thing. The game's the game just paused. There's a goddamn cat. Uh,
0: and Bugger McFarland is just What are we doing here?
2: <laughs> what are we even doing here? We um, got right. the lateral quickness. Wait, and
0: what was it, what was just great about that is that happened between the Cowboys and the Giants. So as we go into the AFC East, like it was just is just meant to be. That black cat East. will hold uh, a place in our hearts forever. Yes. And
3: he's also he or she, you know, I don't know what sex it was, but that cat is ranked higher than Kalen Balaz in our running back oh. ranking oh. for the year. I he's, mean, he's got the agility. His- uh, of Saquon, the down speed of Derrick Henry,
1: way I less mean, scared of passes than Kalen Balage. Yes, way less scared <laughs> <kid> of <laughs> passes. I mean,
3: he had Amari Cooper shook. I mean, Balage ain't doing that. Outside of
2: Balage, he actually wanted to be on the field. Yes,
3: <laughs> and then he ran away to his home.
2: Uh, Still lives there, from what I hear.
1: Well, yeah. legend has it.
2: Legend, has <laughs> it. legend of the black cat.
0: Top shelf fantasy. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Top Shelf FNT Top Shelf Head over there, subscribe, you can win some merch. Chance to be in the in the listener league. Win some, some just a some, chance. Some merch. Yes. Just a chance. So
3: sign up for the site. There's a chance. I mean if you get a lot more sign we probably do one more league. Um so if you sign up quicker the the easier it is for you to get into the league to win the prize of a Kenny Galladay signed jersey with other Top shelf merchandise as well. What was that? What was the prize? Um, it's it's a top ten fantasy wide receiver in Kenny Galladay. Oh, and it's um, his jersey, and he signed it's it. It's an actual Kenny Galladay signed jersey. Hmm. Yeah. I is mean, there is
1: there a a, a certificate of authentic, uh, authenticity? There there is with a jersey
3: <laughs> and everything. Yes. Wow. Yes, there is. It's from Pristina. Wow, from that Dr. is somewhere.
1: a great prize <laughs> for a free entry,
3: for a free goddamn entry. Sign yeah. up. All, all you got to do
1: TopShelfFantasy.com. dot yeah, and we'll yeah. do something. We'll get a bunch of sign-ups. We'll put y'all, y'all's all you name in a hat or something like that, and we'll pick names out. Whoever's in is in. And Well, it, and
0: it, it goes into the listener,
1: really. Great. So, I mean,
0: and it's something that we'll end up talking about on the yeah. podcast. So, I mean, there's going to be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, and you get in the league, and you, you come, you, uh, you play with us, you play week in, week out, you win the league, you take home all the prizes, winner take all.
2: And on a note, too, if you are subscribed on our website, you will get early access to things like who we should pick up on the waiver wire. Monday Night Cat. Um, you know any kind of you know propaganda for the Monday Night Football cat. Uh, there's a lot more that you'll get other than just this this entry in buy low Thursday. sell high trade yes. targets. You will get year. everything a little bit earlier,
1: and yep. I will still be putting together a draft toolkit for you guys. It's coming. I know the drafts are qu- are coming up quick. We're Did gonna you, send that out next weekend. Next weekend, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get yeah, something for we'll you. Get there. We'll get
0: there. Um, but part of it is going over each of the divisions. So NFC East, Craig. Bring us through who the East plays um, from their from yeah, the so NFC. from the
2: from... NFC East plays the NFC West and AFC North uh, this year. So, um, you know, far- fairly good teams that they play up against. Uh, you know, we'll see what that actually means for fantasy.
1: Yeah. Yep. All good. Keep going.
2: Let's go. Sorry.
0: I was just pointing at something on the docket. Don't worry about it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, no. The docket's not updated. No. I yeah, we, we were able to figure that out. That's what we were pointing about. Okay.
0: Um, <laughs> anyway. Carry well, on.
2: Carry on. Johnson. Well, I'm just saying that, uh, you know, the, the NFC North Philadelphia Eagles, Dallas Cowboys, uh, Giants, and the Washington, who knows, Um you know, they, they don't really have tremendous defenses of themselves. So, you know, they, they will have a pretty decent schedule, uh, most of the teams anyway. Um, and then, you know, obviously the, the AFC West teams and the – what was it again? The
1: – NFC.
2: Sorry, the NFC West and AFC North. Yep. Um, you know, AFC North obviously has some powerhouse defenses. Um, NFC West, I'm not too sure off the top of my head.
1: Niners, Seahawks. Rams. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. So uh, some some
2: other tough Cardinals. defenses,
1: Cardinals. Yeah, so three tough defenses and the Rams. Nice. <laughs> yep. Uh, Car- yeah. Cardinals kind of suck. I mean, you get Chandler Jones. He gets a lot of sacks.
4: Yeah, there that's about it. <laughs> I think Isaiah Simmons is going to be a freak
1: in that defense. I know. I know we don't talk about defense. Isaiah Simmons. I'm interested to see him play some football. Uh, all right. Uh, does you did do the East? Yes, I did. All right. You want to start us up? Sure will. So we'll start off with the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, they took the division last year nine and seven, nine and seven in the NFC East. So that's what gets you first place. <laughs> Commanding lead. What a joke division. Uh, I'm just kidding. Eagles. I'm a little salty. They beat my Patriots a couple years back. Haven't gotten over it. But uh, solid offense. I mean, 845 touches last year. They were top. Oh, well, they were top 12 in uh, offensive points scored. at so 258. It's a solid, solid unit. They have a lot of room for improvement though, and they're going to look at some shifting. Uh, you know allotment of their targets this year. They have 128 vacated targets and 148 vacated rushing attempts, most of which are the rushing attempts. I mean, are allocated or previously were allocated to Jordan Howard. So they didn't bring in a new running back, which is the most interesting thing probably to mention right off the bat. Miles Sanders had 179 rushing attempts last year. Is he going to eat another 119 attempts? I don't. I don't think so. I don't hope so. I mean, that's a, that's a lot of work for the young boy. Uh, but 179 last year for 818 and three touchdowns. If you'd like to see him get closer to that 10 touchdown mark. That'd be fantastic for him and all fantasy owners. But I don't. I, I really don't know where the rest of these touches are going to come from out of the backfield. It's going to be Boston Scott. Is I don't know. Are they going to run some more gadgety plays with like uh, gadgety plays with Greg Ward or their uh, their new um, wide receiver toy and Jalen Rieger? I don't know. You guys have any take? Yeah. They
3: could sign a player named Devonta Freeman. <laughs> Craig is There's going on, on, on to mention Freeman. on every division previous so far. He
4: actually well, didn't well, bring him up uh, in, in the in the last one in the NFC right. North. Right. First, first one cuz he one doesn't
2: ever.
0: want him to go to any of those teams. <laughs> yeah, don't so I go don't. To the Bears, no, no,
2: no. The Eagles have an actual shot to have another number, number two running back there. Yeah. <laughs> Some actual fantasy production for free. It would be a
1: great fit. They got the money. Um Doug Peterson has shown that he will use two running backs in the past. It doesn't seem to be his his favorite thing in the world, and he will lean on one if he just has one. But with Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard last year, both being fairly effective, if you pull out Jordan Howard and subbed in Devontae Freeman, I think you have a pretty uh, a pretty seamless transition. Well, they do very different things. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, well, it, I, I think Devontae Freeman runs the ball a lot like Jordan Howard. He just happens to also catch it. Right. Yeah,
0: right. And, and I do think that there is an opportunity for Miles Sanders to get above 225 carries oh i, I don't disagree with you
2: at all oh, yeah absolutely if if no one else comes in or even if Devontae Freeman did come in right uh, this year is a, a a huge huge breakout for miles sanders uh he could be in the first round you know uh, in many drafts this year and could be talked about as a top five running back next year
1: because even if he gets to 225 carries that's still 100 more attempts that need to be Accounted for, which again can be uh, redistributed into passing attempts, and likely will be if the Eagles could put together a rational passing attack, which they haven't really had because they haven't had receivers in the past two years. Alshon Jeffrey played ten games; he was hurt a lot. He only had seventy. Sorry, Um, looking at the wrong thing here. Targets. I I can't seem to find the the only thing that that makes
0: me curious how this team is going to function. Is Carson Wentz through for the second most attempts in his career last year. It's six hundred attempts. I mean, that's 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 a very very high number.
1: Six hundred attempts at a sixty three point nine two completion percentage, which is right in the neighborhood of who that we talked about on the last podcast, Mister Mitch Mr. Trubisky. But he did manage. Don't,
0: to... don't don't. We're
3: not going
1: down, down no, no, that road. No, <laughs> no, not, not even but, close. but he. The difference is he managed to throw for four thousand yards, twenty seven touchdowns, and seven interceptions.
3: This is on an offense that doesn't have. What's the word? Weapons? A single <laughs> wide all. receiver. They started
1: and, Greg Ward, who's a converted defensive back. Which
3: he played fine, but he, he had to play fine. Right, he but had to. But going back to the running backs, I'm with Tom Sanders. We'll probably easily get over 225, close to 250. I think they're on this guy as their lead back. They don't bring in a guy like Devontae Freeman. Boston Scott, you know, he showed flashes last year. He's a project squad squad guy that, that, that got cut by the Saints last season so it's not like he's a hyped up guy he's been bouncing around and he landed in a spot where you know he could produce because of all the injuries so I'm low on Scott being you know I know he's a big handcuff guy in a lot of dynasty leagues but I, I just think at this point Sanders is the lead guy and everyone behind him is just some guy
1: yep yeah and Again, to go back to Carson Wentz as well, uh, I know off the top of the podcast you heard um, me and Tom have a little bet going between Carson Wentz and, and Ryan Tannehill. I think that Wentz is going to struggle to replicate a top-ten QB finish. That I, I, I honestly think, I think he added weapons in the passing game, but I'm not sure they added weapons that are going to do what he is good at, which if you look at his yards per attempt, he's right around six and 6.65. So you added a, a an absolute burner in Jalen uh, Rieger, John Hightower is not a possession guy, and Quez Watkins is really a big question mark coming out of a, a smaller school. I don't see a guy who's going to be off the bat a polished route runner that's going to go catch those short balls at six to seven yards down the field. We have burners. I haven't seen, minus Deshaun Jackson, anybody catch a deep ball from Carson Wentz. I'm not saying he can't do it. I'm saying he hasn't done it.
0: Wait, he hasn't been given the opportunity to do right. And right? it. Right, and, 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 and off
1: the bat, Deshaun Jackson looked like he could do it last year. But okay. he's a, But he's a veteran wide receiver. Versus a, a, a raw, talented green rookie.
0: No, I, I mean, that's fine. I, I mean, my thing, if, we, if, we, if we're going to stick with Carson Wentz here for a second, yep. I think he very easily can hit the top 10. And he's supported it through his numbers. I mean, he, last year, and I've talked about this multiple times, Last year, he threw for 600 attempts and had less yards. But if you look at his 2019 numbers and extrapolate all of that over a 16 game season, he was a top five quarterback. He's still throwing for over 25 TDs in 2020. I mean, I'll lock him in for seven touchdowns because he hasn't thrown more than that in any single season. I think what hurts Carson Wentz is he doesn't have those weapons seven seven interceptions. He, he doesn't have those weapons. I felt very, very comfortable going into the season knowing you have Deshaun Jackson, your burner. You have Jalen Rager, who I, I truly do think that he can play all over the field. And you have Elshon Jeffrey. Elshon Jeffrey's now on the pup. But I think that Dallas Goddard is going to be the key to this offense. Because I think it's going to come back down to Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, Miles Sanders... Carson Wentz ran the ball 62 times last year.
1: Who, who's not to say that goes up to 80? The big problem is he ran the ball 62 times, and he had 16 fumbles. I mean, some, I, some of those are – I don't – that is he didn't not lose. a real – no. no, he did not lose 16 That's fumbles. total. But he put the it's ball down 16 times between you know quarterback sacks where he gets you know strip sacked and, sure. and fumbles where he's running. That's a possession nightmare. I mean, hold the ball, kid. That's all we need for me to – like. Nothing major. Just just hold it. Is this how many
0: times Miles Sander put the ball on the ground? That is just yes. ball or on the, the ground. Lost yep. fumbles. No, no, nope. it's, it's all just ball total. on the ground.
1: Okay. Right. Yeah, just two. It's very. I'll, I'll very... have to go
0: back through and look at that. That just seems like an incredibly high number.
1: It's very very difficult to find just lost yeah, fumbles it's all total when on you're digging right. through stats. So. Yeah.
0: I mean either either way, um, I feel like you and I just got into a personal heated debate about Carson Wentz. Um I think, I think he's a very
1: good quarterback. I, I, I just think,
0: I
3: think Tannehill's gonna, gonna beat him. That's what it boils down to. I mean And I'm pretty sure with me begging on the intro, I'm on Tom's side. So I believe so. Pardon I'm, I
1: so. I'm on I think I'm on the, Tannehill's side too. Right. So it's yeah. T- yeah.
3: Yes, yeah, it's two versus two. And
1: you yeah. will be seeing a new segment on our website go up in the next couple of days for shotgun bets. Yeah. We're going to track all those we need probably to, for you yeah,
3: guys. I'm going to redo the the podcast tomorrow while I work and just see every shotgun bet that's made because I've lost track. Oh, I've, I've, <laughs> I've completely lost track. It's getting to be
0: a bit much. I think I think if anything, we can agree that Carson Wentz is going to produce fantasy-relevant wide receivers. I think the question is going to be who is it,
1: right? And that's it's such a hard question. I mean, you think about who is going to be the guy. Not even on, on an entire season, you know, at a macroscope, but on a week by week basis, you don't really know who to start. Even if you had all of them on your team, you're like, I don't, I don't know, is Alshon Jeffrey the guy this week? Maybe is Jalen Rieger? Is Deshaun Jackson going to stay healthy? That's another huge question. Like, I, not that I don't want to buy into this offense, I think it's a, I think it's a solid offense. I mean, they put up points. They're not, they're not slouches. I just don't know who it's going to be. They're going to spread the ball around like you read about. I mean, there's not a huge, um, you know, concentration of touchdowns going to one person. You see them spread out uh, uh, across a lot of different guys. And
2: and I don't think that changes either. And and they did make sure to bring in depth at the wide receiver position of the, you know, only wide receivers or excuse me, the only offensive players that they drafted this year were wide receivers. Um, they knew that that was something that they had to get better at was depth at wide receiver because Jeffrey's already starting off at the pup. Like you mentioned, Deshaun Jackson always gets hurt. He only played three games last year. J.J. Arcega-Whiteside is a red zone threat, and he did play 16 games. Um, but he is someone that is kind of a feel-like one-dimensional. I'm sure his his um, you know uh, opportunity is going to grow this year. Um, but I know that that's what they had focused on. You know When you can see a team... You know, know what their weaknesses and focus on it. I, I feel like it's a good sign. But like you said, the touchdowns being spread out, the pass, you know, receptions being spread out, it's tough for fantasy.
1: Yeah, and and I'm very very, um, not interested, but um, kind of confused as why they wouldn't have taken a running back in this draft. There was a lot of talent, a lot of deep talent. They had guys available, and it could have just come down to not being uh, their guy, just, not being the right fit.
3: I just think they're so into. Miles Sanders. Yeah, yeah,
1: I, mean,
4: yeah I was going to
3: say.
0: I actually think that speaks volumes about what Miles Sanders is going to do. I think 40. it thinks.
1: <clears throat> I think it speaks volumes about what they think Boston Scott's capable of as well. Yeah, which I, mean, I don't. I don't agree, but apparently they do because they no, are very. He's, he filled in fairly He's
3: okay. a fine Wayne Gallman right. to Saquon Barkley. Right? Yes, yes, that's exactly what he, he is. can. You know what he is
2: too is he's also a kind of like split mold of what Darren Sproles was. Um, he's going to fill that role. And I don't see him doing too much more.
1: Like, Darren Sproles, 17 rushing attempts last year. Retired. Well, he also Saga- played, Saga- like, Saga- two games. He's Saga- also retired Say goodbye times. to a those, we-
2: those 17 rushing attempts last year, plus the two he had the year before because he just played one game and got hurt.
0: I, I also just want to point this out, too. Like, we didn't mention this, but Marquise Goodwin was brought in. That's huge. And, and he, he opted out. And
3: I think that's a huge hit. I know he's not a fantasy-roving guy, but for a Carson Wentz, who loves that deep ball to like a Deshaun Jackson kind of guy. That's, again, that's going to hurt him a bit, but with all the receivers there, he's going to find a way.
2: Again, it shows what they're focusing on. Yes.
1: Yeah. They said we had no wide receivers last year. Let's so before that
3: Goodwin opted out,
1: and that, that 18 very well,
3: receivers and on, and on the roster. Sneak,
2: sneakily, I think John Hightower could be that guy, but that's just me. And that very that's well could be a sneakily. conversation
1: that's happening no. between Doug Peterson, um, who's the GM there. Is it Jeffrey Lurie? And then Carson went saying, "Get me somebody to throw the ball to." Okay, Please. yeah.
3: Um, he opted out, and Jeffers <laughs> at the pup. Sorry, yeah. it, it didn't
1: go entirely well, but at least they drafted three of them. I anyway. mean, I think we
3: also we kind of wish a Robbie Anderson would go there. Yeah, uh, they didn't go that route, save so. some money, but
2: and and you know Taylor Gabriel's still out there, so. Yeah. they could bring in someone like yeah, him. He's it. only a burner. Is that another guy on your? Uh, it is absolutely team another team. guy on my dynasty team. Any I'm just willing Falcon. it, saying it as many times as possible. Any yeah. former Falcon Craig is in on. <laughs> Gabriel played with Chicago last, okay? Yeah, last. But <laughs> I
3: cannot wait till Watkins
2: is way better than Hightower. I hope not. I love Quez Watkins, but that's, they're both they're both good receivers. But at that point, but Hightower's on my team, so. <laughs> but the, well, no, it's, it's 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 good that they were bringing in other talent. Oh yeah, players. no, Jalen Rager,
1: totally- dude. All right, do you guys want to move on to the Cowboys? No.
2: I just no. want to focus in on, we had mentioned Dallas Goddard, but obviously Ertz <laughs> had 135 receptions last yeah. year. If there is a lot more wide receiver problems, which I'm not sure there's going to be because of the depth. Um, Ertz and Goddard are going to eat. Er, Ertz and Goddard, Ertz, they're going it, to be doing really well again. It is
1: actually worth mentioning. Two top 10 tight
2: ends. Two top 10 tight ends. That's, That's never, never happened Goddard? since Goddard had.
3: Rest Ooh, in peace.
1: That's a, a bold prediction.
3: No, they did that uh, last year. Uh, Goddard was, top 10 10 10? Goddard. Goddard
2: was a tough ten. Who Goddard was a tight end ten last
1: year. Tight end ten. 10. He had eighty seven targets. Fifty eight catches, six hundred seven yards, five touchdowns. Five touchdowns is huge. Five touchdowns to Goddard and six to Ertz is a tough replicating uh rep- it's a tough thing to replicate.
0: So I am I'm I'm going through the Philadelphia years what
1: just do you, real quick. Anything what do you, you want to share? Share? rabbit hole?
0: I don't know that Carson Wentz has ever had a one thousand yard receiver.
3: No, because they're hasn't. always hurt. Well, Jeffrey's always on pace, but then it's, just, also, it's, it's just like, it's just it's just funny. I, I, I
0: never sprint. I never thought about
3: um, the distribution. Jordan Matthews never hit that targets across all. That. No. No. Well, usually, it's a thousand <laughs> you're, yard. One. You're telling me Nelson <laughs> <Not> Agholor <laughs> <are you laughs> never kidding? hit a thousand? That's too
2: Anyway, Anyways, uh, I mean, uh, I love Carson Wentz, but that, go to I, the,
0: I guess we should go to the Cowboys. All
2: right, Dallas Cowboys. Talk about thousand yard receivers, and talk there might be
3: three of them this year talk about a quarterback who wants to get paid at the riches but um can't get over 500 well he's playing this year we know that yep he signed his franchise tag
2: and reported so I'm, I'm okay with it hopefully he's better he's better than last year nfl was he not say he better be this is this offense is stacked like, on paper, this offense is unreal. Remember,
3: they went 3-0, and it was like, oh, who's going to stop it? And they went, like, 0-4. Yeah. yeah. And I was
2: like, <laughs> oh, oh, half the league. Well, you would hope... <laughs> give the
3: ball to seek. You, you would hope Mike McCarthy can I would, I would actually
2: say. sustain, you know, a, a, a team's winning percentage rather than Jason Garrett, who always
1: seems to choke.
0: But Jason yeah. Garrett is such a bad coach. That's why I'm so interested
3: in what the Dallas Cowboys... All
1: right, Dallas, it take it away. Yeah. So, Dallas Cowboys second place in the NFC East last year, 8-8. Eight and eight. Um... They bring in Mike McCarthy to replace Jason Garrett after several years of his tenure. Mike McCarthy, former coach of the Green Bay Packers, 13 years total in the league, I think almost all as a head coach, but this is his first year in Dallas. It'll be interesting to see what he does. The knock on McCarthy, I think, for his uh, duration of time in Green Bay was that his defenses were terrible. His offenses were usually pretty, pretty effective, pretty efficient, and his defenses were just abysmal. Was he helped by Aaron Rodgers? Of course, but let's... Hope that Dak Prescott can have similar to the success of Aaron Rodgers in that time frame because that would be fantastic for his numbers. Uh, offensive coordinator in Dallas is Kellen Moore. He was there last year, I think, as a special assistant. Now he's the official offensive coordinator. So. Good for him, former NFL quarterback. Uh, Dak Prescott can probably learn something from him. I don't know. Wiley they, veteran.
2: They said that they were trying to groom him for this offensive coordinator role for a while. Like, Kellen Moore actually is a very bright mind. Yeah. And One of those guys that couldn't play but
4: has, <laughs> right.
1: has the ability to coach. Those that can't do, <laughs> coach. do yeah. so can't coach, teach <laughs> uh But, yeah, I mean, the offense was fantastic last year. 837 offensive touches, sixth in points scored. Uh, top of the league in passing yards, well, second place in the league in passing yards, and top uh, five in rushing. So the offensive is, is not an issue. The defense also um, 11th in points against, so they're holding people to a, a lower number. They're outscoring them drastically. Fantastic all around. Mike McCarthy really just needs to come in and maintain success. And if you look at the numbers there, you'd think it's a team that's better than 8-8. Eight and eight. You know, They just couldn't put the I, I guess they couldn't put it together at the right time to, to, to actually win games, which is problematic considering it's hard to get a lot better on offense. Um, good luck to Mike McCarthy improving that situation. But you look at the vacated targets, which is where we usually steer our attention right off the bat. Vacated targets, 190. That's due to the departure of Randall Cobb, Jason Witten, and Tavon Austin to a lesser extent. And then vacated rushing attempts are almost none, 6, which is... Uh, I think a couple, of, yeah, a couple, of, a couple <laughs> yeah. of gadget plays from Tavon Austin Cobb. and Randall Cobb. Makes so. sense. Zeke
2: is still on the team yeah. for like $15 million a year, something yep. crazy like that.
1: So, I mean, off the bat, Dak Prescott played the whole year last year, finished quarterback two, didn't have a lot of issues at the quarterback position. I mean, he had 30 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, threw for almost 5,000 yards, ran the ball 52 times for 277, three rushing touchdowns. The, the man's out there trying to prove that he's worth $40 million a year. And that last, last year, He's probably in the conversation. If he can continue that success, then they probably have to pay him.
2: I mean, he's got to get to that forty touchdown mark if he wants that forty million a year. I'll tell you that much. And better than
3: eight and eight. Yeah, Yeah. he just chokes a lot too. He's not getting that five hundred million. And I, I I believe.
2: I believe in Mike McCarthy. I think I think he could do it. I mean, obviously, you've seen the years that they were successful with Aaron Rodgers. I, I and you know they had Jordy Nelson, they had Randall Cobb. I think there are there this team when they talk about that they want a thousand, you know, three one thousand receiving uh, wide receivers. I think it can be done. I think this team has all the pieces in the making to be what they say that they're going to be.
1: Yeah, like you comped it to to Green Bay with Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb and uh, various other guys, you know, or even Greg Jennings way back. Ty Montgomery. Time Montgomery. Um, You've got just as much talent. James Jones is another one. Yeah, you're right. Just as much talent here, if not more, in Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and the rookie CeeDee Lamb. Right. I mean, Dak has the pieces. Dak has the pieces to succeed. But
0: like you said, it's hard to get better on offense when you're the sixth most points scored offense. There's not many places to go.
2: It's crazy. They had 600 passing attempts and just zeke alone had 300 rushing attempts you hardly ever see that you don't see an offense that's able to put up that many numbers i don't know what their actual offensive touch rank is but it's got to be up in the top five um, to
0: 837
1: and on, probably puts them in the top 10.
2: definitely and then even t- tony pollard had 86 rushing attempts too
1: yeah which is i mean out of control and zeke's going to demand his his touches over 300 is a huge number and I mean, 1,357 yards and 12 touchdowns. I mean, he's being productive with them at 4.5 yards to carry. We all know that the Cowboys' offensive line is ridiculous. And Zeke has continued to maintain and sustain this level of play for a long time now. He had an RB4 finish last year. It's This this team is primed to win this division, but I feel like we say this every year. Yeah, Who's going mean, to beat the Cowboys? It's their division to lose, and then they lose it.
2: <clears throat> but, yeah. I, but I think there's a, again, going back to it, there's a difference with Jason Garrett not as head coach.
0: I right and what I'm gonna be interested in is how do these pieces shake out from a fantasy perspective, right? Like we know that from an NFL perspective, everything is there for Dak to succeed, and Dak is still a top five, easily a top ten quarterback. Okay, I mean, I'm like just gonna no put that. Up,
4: I'm gonna yeah, it's say out there, top, top five, easy.
0: Okay, and and then Zeke, I mean, is in the conversation a top three running backs. It's the wide receivers, in my opinion, that you have to start making a decision on because you easy pick at quarterback, easy pick at running back. What do you do with a wide receiver? Because somebody's going to be the odd man out, or are they? Because there's 190 vacated targets.
1: Right, so I'm putting this all together, and I'm looking at it, I'm going, Amari Cooper, 119 targets, 79 catches. Michael Gallup, 113 targets, 66 catches. Like, okay, first of all, Michael Gallup was only six targets behind Amari Cooper. Didn't know that. Then I look, vacated targets, 190. I'm like, okay, so C.D. Lamb could have 100 catches, and there's still 90 targets to share around through the rest of the team. That and I, can go to tight end because of Jason Witten. Yep, Jason Witten's gone. So now you bring him in, uh, redistribute them right to Blake Jarwin right off the bat, who only had 41 targets last year. You give him another 30 of them. That puts it at 70. Now you have 60 that you're still trying to fill. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott's at 71. You can bump him to 80. Tony Pollard's at 20. You can bump him to 30. Now we're looking at 10 targets to fill. What a good what a good offense we've just created with just Ceedee Lamb getting hundred looks.
3: Randall I Cobb had one hundred and twenty eight <laughs> receiving
1: yards last year.
3: Randall Cobb, you bring in a guy Ceedee Lamb who I think is better than Cobb, and with just, and with Gallup and Cooper, yeah, have a thousand yards alone those two last year, and Cobb having eight twenty eight. I'm oh, not gonna he, say it's easy, but. It's a realistic thing that all three of those. It just makes you high. Yeah. Just yards. looking
2: at the stat sheet for the Dallas Cowboys, it makes you wonder how other teams can't do this.
1: It makes me wonder how they went eight and eight. <laughs> yes, saying, like, right. How, how did they? How, how did they blow like,
3: every freaking like fourth quarter comeback and not succeed? It doesn't matter their, for their fantasy trash.
0: Had to have been.
3: They were fairly good. They, they were, were above average. They no, were eleventh in the league
0: above like average. Eleventh
2: in the league in points against. They're that's It's because when it came to crunch time, Jason Garrett pooped out his shorts.
0: <laughs> it, it is gonna be very interesting to see how Mike McCarthy quarterbacks this, this offense. Like uh, honestly, I just I don't know that I can see Zeke getting three major carries again. I could see Tony Pollard cracking 100 carries. I oh, oh,
1: quite honestly don't want to see Zeke get 300 carries. I, mean, I
2: think it would be very smart for not even the franchise, uh, but for the team to redistribute some of those rushing attempts to passing attempts or get it more towards Don't Tony Pollard. How are
0: you, you going to pass more? 596 attempts? That probably puts Dak at like 8. Yeah. If not higher,
2: it is really weird. Wait, we, you're going to pass the ball more. <laughs> how do
1: you figure this out? I, I've been looking. <laughs> I wanted to talk um. about this since I was putting this together because I have no idea how this <laughs> happens. I, have... I need a statistician because you look at these numbers and you're like, "This is a winning football team." How are they? How are they 500? If you told me that they were 10 and six and they blew it in the playoffs, I'd go, "Okay, I get it. You can lose one game. You know that's how we play the games. You don't play them on paper." How do you go eight and eight? How your top your top. I guess you you, you got to score fifty points against the Washington Redskins, let up zero, and then play close game slash get blown out. That's it. That's your only option. Yeah, I a lot of this goes to uh... they. You play a weak division. And too. the thing that is, helps. too, is you like had they six had six games against bombs.
2: They had thirty receiving touchdowns, and then the it was it 12... Giants and Skins, four and three wins, respectively. <laughs> 17 rushing touchdowns. I don't. I just don't get it. No,
1: it makes no sense. And it, they didn't really bring much in either. I, I just want to get into the incoming guys. Blake Bell, yeah. tight end. He's worthless. Andy Dalton's not going to see the field unless Dak Pros, uh, Prescott gets hurt. And then Ceedee Lamb's the big incoming rookie. And Ben DiNucci right. is a backup quarterback to a backup quarterback. Who who knows if he even makes the roster?
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. So Ceedee Lamb is of course is the biggest hype. The only one worth talking about. Rookie. So
2: it's like so. There's a lot of people that go. Well, is it going to be CeeDee Lamb or is it going to be Michael Gallup? I think it can be both, and you don't need to actually downgrade Michael Gallup from what he did last year. So, like, You can
1: have the both of them do the exact same thing. So I wish I had done this when we were talking about our dynasty draft because my whole thing was CeeDee Lamb isn't in a great situation because he has to come overtake Michael Gallup to get looks. He doesn't have to. No. They're going to run three wide receiver sets, as you see. Randall Cobb had 83 targets and Jason Witten had 83 targets. That's two guys that are no longer there that now free up 166 targets. Okay, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Now I love CD. I do, I do
0: too. I, I think that there's an opportunity for CD to be the most targeted I know, yeah. wide receiver on that team.
1: And, and we talked about this last night. I think it's a very, very realistic goal for them to all be 1,000-yard receivers. I mean,
2: Amari that Cooper is Amari Cooper's I think still a transcendent.
3: I mean, is my position that bold anymore? I, should, I still think it's bold. It's only been it's only been done what? It's
1: only been done six times in yeah. NFL history. I think it's pretty bold.
3: You know, I'm gonna do it every single year, right? Just,
2: <laughs> until yeah, it hits. Just, until it hits. I right. still I still think Amari Cooper is the number one, but I we, agree. We, we we go from yeah. from him I being think, the clear cut number one to down, now.
3: he's still a top twelve wide receiver, and then CDs.
2: Yeah, I mean, Gallop like or, like I said, you know what we were about in the you know intro is that now he is actually consistent. Um, he's not going to – you know, maybe he he's doesn't go more consistent. than what he already did. Um, how can you say he's not consistent last year? He's, he's he, not consistently healthy. I
0: mean, he was missing games and drives he all played over the place. all
2: games last year. Dude, yeah, but,
3: wasn't
1: he, but he, he missed he the drives with the, the, bone, the bone bruises. Yeah, he play right. one game.
3: He with, was a – I mean, this is Justin Garrett, too. He was a decoy
1: two out of three – like two
3: or three games he was a decoy where it's like – he shouldn't have played, but here Harris said, like, "Yeah, do it. Just play and get hurt they, more." Craig,
0: that's not taking anything away from Amari Cooper. No, but what I'm what I'm saying
2: him. is no, he was much just, he was much more consistent than when he was in the past he, because he, he was say, the yes, John Ross forty-something yes. point or the With, Will right, Fuller forty-something. With Craig i I'm saying he played zero. sixteen
3: games. He pretty much played thirteen to fourteen, which makes him even more consistent. Right. Yeah, like there was just plenty of times that he had scored nice. in the teens or upper. Last 20s. year he was more consistent than he was in the past. Right. Right. All
1: right. I want to move on to the uh, Giants? I don't. Your New cool. York Football Giants.
3: Who's the freaking these,
1: offensive
2: coordinator these here? Teams, Mike Shula.
1: After the Eagles
0: and the Cowboys. Oh, shit. <laughs> just
3: it's every division is like oh the bottom two, uh, but it's team, not Don. Like Shula, I mean, though. <laughs> it's not bad because they have you know, safe on Barkley. So, so, we can talk about him. And their team is
1: yeah. largely unchanged from last year. Um, they went 4 and 12, 738 offensive touches, which is lower uh, on the lower side of the league. 19th in points scored, which is not really, really where you want to be. It's, you know, not not bottom half, but it's bottom half, you know, just just outside. Um, passing yards, rushing yards, both middle of the pack, just a little bit lower the middle of the pack. Defensively, they stink, 30th in the league. Terrible against the pass, terrible terrible against the run. They need a lot of improvement there, and I don't know that they've made it. On top of that, like I said uh, off the the top, their offensive is largely unchanged. They only have 42 vacated targets and zero vacated rushing attempts. Uh, That's pretty much saying that they are content with where they are offensively, and I don't think that they should be considering their middle of the pack. Now, you take Eli Manning out of the equation. He did retire, so you're going to have 16 games of Daniel Jones, assuming that he's healthy. It's probably a step in the right direction anyways. Eli Eli was on his way out. Danny Jones seems to be on the way up. Um, 24 TDs, 12 interceptions. Not bad for a rookie quarterback. You know, you'll take it, uh, especially in an offense where his, his weapons were limited, especially as soon as Evan Ingram went down. Um, he looked for new guys in Darius Slayton and... Uh, Golden Tate missed a few games with a suspension, I think, and then also maybe an injury. Well,
0: that was that was at the beginning of the year, uh, Golden Tate suspension. But I mean, Daniel
1: Jones showed
0: flashes last year that he can be a QB one. Um, it they, by QB one, I mean a, a starting quarterback, not a fantasy QB one. Uh, shout out to uh, Friday Night Lights <laughs> QB one, Daniel Jones. I mean, he showed flashes last year that he was who the Giants drafted them to be, right? And I remember sitting <clears throat> on a podcast at one point saying, it's not that everybody thinks Daniel Jones stinks. That, that, that's why the Giants got so much criticism. It was where they picked Daniel Jones. I mean, nobody right. ever said that Daniel Jones stunk. It was just the six overall. That was a, that was a bit of a reach. But I, don't, I haven't seen anything from Daniel Jones that would suggest he is a flop of a quarterback. And... I think it. I, I I think there's nothing but optimism on the team, right? I mean Saquon, he was hurt. He had 217 rushing yards. I mean you're talking. You're you're literally talking about the guy who's pushing Christian McCaffrey in in Saquon Barkley. And there is a very realistic chance that you make the wrong decision and pick one and take Christian McCaffrey over Saquon Barkley. I mean that could happen, and you have to I mean, be
3: okay with it it. it. it happened last year.
1: Vice versa. Oh yeah. Well, I, well vice versa. Yeah, right, People say Barkley was number yeah. one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. And. I don't think anybody's going to fault you for taking Saquon now. Now we would like this year if you t- if you took Saquon over CMC, we'd be like, "What are you doing?" But he's a number two. Bob, you well, know, uh, number, well two, number three. But,
0: but what I'm saying is that Saquon Barkley's ceiling. Oh. I still don't know that we know what it is. No, I, I, I couldn't. It. It, it was it was in an offensive. I mean, they fired their head coach halfway through the year, didn't they? Didn't they end up firing their head? coach? I mean, Shermer wasn't the coach at the beginning of the season last year. No, I'm I mean, sure he wasn't. No, uh, Judge. Is uh yeah, Trudge is the
2: new head coach now, and uh, no, that got changed. Yeah, I just I just cha- I just saw that and just changed I was it.
0: I was gonna say they have a new they have a new head coach this year. There, I I feel like there's more optimism than there is pessimism. Yeah, with, I mean again, thir-
1: thirteen games played, two hundred seventeen rushing attempts for a th- over a thousand yards, six touchdowns. That's a good year, and he missed three games. So I mean, reason reasonably, you could assume that he's gonna get you okay, he's averaging 77 yards a game, so he can get you 1,200 yards a season. That's fantastic. Add in that he had 52 catches for 438 yards. I mean, he could easily be a, a a 1,300 rush yard, you know, 600 receiving yard guy, and he just needs to find the end zone a little bit more, and he's looking at a fantastic season. He's, I mean, he's not going to cap McCaffrey. That's, he had 400 friggin' fantasy points. That's It's unreal, but... <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot, yeah. right. But, like, he is supremely talented uh, running back 10 finish even missing three games is, is a great year and you you bring him back with an improved offense hopefully some new weapons I mean not not they, new weapons but a, an improved approach on on offense and you can really well the thing make was happen d- well, well sorry I not mean
2: to cut you up. but the, the new thing too is is that Evan Ingram really wasn't there much last year right and games. I think that's something that they they know as a team even or organizationally have, have tried to get Evan Ingram involved um, most of the years that he's been healthy and playing, he was the number one target. Outside of the fact that OBJ, um, you know, he was you know suspended a few times, injured a few times while he was with the Giants. Now that he's gone, the year that he was gone, Evan Ingram had a tight end, you know, top three finish
1: or something crazy. Right, like and we talked about Devontae Adams in our previous podcast having you know ten plus targets a game. Evan Ingram's averaging eight plus targets a game. That's huge for a tight end. You know, if he can continue to do that, he's going to produce yards. He is a phenomenal athlete. He is going to find the end zone, and he's on the field a lot when he's healthy. He's just got to stay healthy. Right.
0: Um, I want to. I want to go back to Saquon real quick. Of course. And I'm gonna blank out the offensive lineman's name. Soldier. Opted out.
3: Nate
1: soldier. Yeah. Yes. Big deal. That's eh, huge. It's big, but he also kind of stinks. He, I mean, I don't think his replacements any better, so it is big. Right, but right. He's been he's been rough since he's been in New York.
0: <clears throat> right, and and I, the reason I bring it back to Saquon is just I look at Saquon, I look at his numbers, I say you mean extrapolate him over sixteen games. I think it was a down year for him. Four point six yards a carry, not great. Um, I only think that there's better things ahead for Saquon. Without you know, with their offensive line opting out, it gets a little bit more sketchy in two thousand twenty with COVID. Um, but let's, I, I guess we should move the wide, the receiving options.
3: Yeah. And it's where it gets a very, very tricky of right. who is the number one there. And then there's Golden Tate, Darius Slayton, Stone Shepard, which I mean, I think Stone Shepard... For all of us, is the easy Stri- three?
1: Eggs. Yes, I don't. I don't the easy like three Sterling
3: Shepard with his the... concussion. Not not easy, but like I mean, he's he's a concussion away from right. being a Wes Welker
2: and type player. Just just brain literally. His ears.
3: So listen to the targets:
2: Golden Tate eighty-five, Darius Layton, eighty-four, Sterling Shepard eighty-three. They're all the exact same as far as production goes in and on their team. Um, but Tate and Shepard has yeah. a couple less games than.
4: Couple, couple, couple less games, couple less games.
2: Um, and they all had pretty bad catch percentages. Um, not, I not mean, very great. Right? I, when
0: you have anything sub one hundred targets, honestly, it's almost too small of a sample size to say what your catch. percentage Yeah,
3: especially should. when like some people miss games here and there, and you know, I mean, there's, yeah, I mean, they're dealing
0: with a rookie quarterback. I think really what we need to weed out is is there. Who's the number one receiving option? For I, the I would Giants.
3: think. I Bef- would think before we go into this, l- let's just say it, Tom. Who's it? I think who's it's one? Tate. I think it's Tate. I think it's Tate. Tate. Okay. okay. I think. Yeah. I think you have to go. <laughs> the, <laughs> and, I just all
1: think right. you have so, to go. So body I guess. Of the, I guess that was the
2: better way practice. easier than I thought it was to me. I guess sure. the. Hey. I guess the better practices would who would be two? Terry Slayton.
3: Slayton. Yeah. Slayton. All right. So, so, we have no disagreements. So I think. I think you just have to go on body of work at this point. It's not terrible, but like. We, and they we do all different agree, things. but I think they're all ranked
1: pretty close to each other. Right. Right. And and if, if Tate plays 16 games, which he should, he hasn't had injury concerns in his career. He had a suspension for whatever, you know, who cares. But I think it was PEDs. Drugs, it, it, was, you know?
2: it was actually when I was looking up some information on Tate earlier. I can't remember if it was if it was a trade someone else done or was or something I was going to do for Tate. I was looking at it and I'm like, oh, shit. Golden Tate's four games was was because of his PED suspension, not because of injuries. I'm like, this yeah. this guy should be way higher, right? Exactly. He's that was
3: like, us t- uh, talking. I'm like, yeah, it was like PED. He's like, wait, he wasn't hurt. I'm like, no, he was suspended. like, Oh, never like mind then. Yeah, it's like, like oh, holy shit! Plastic. Like <laughs>
1: Golden Tate's way better than I thought. Right. And if you go back to Golden Tate's entire career, he's put up numbers. He catches the ball well. He runs great routes. He has good hands. He 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 gets the ball. He's not scared of contact. There's no knocks on his game. He gets suspended one time. Who cares? Like Julian Edelman gets suspended one time. Nobody knocks him for it. Everybody gets suspended one time or two times or eight times if you're Josh Gordon. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> but then you look at Darius Slayton, who I think is a phenomenal wide receiver, and he was on the field a lot, but. He is new. He's a he's not a rookie, but he's he's young. He's he's his sample size is so small. You can't rely on anything that you saw from him last year. Not that you can't rely on anything, but you should take what you saw with a grain of salt because you don't know that he's going to replicate it on a year over year basis. I hope he does. I think he can. He looks talented. He looks like he's a burner. He looks like he gets open. It looks like he knows the offense. He runs great routes. But if you put a gun to my head, I'm gonna take Golden Tate. I'm sorry. I think he's great. I think he I think maybe Darius Slayton has the higher upside, but he has a much lower floor. I would agree with that. It's, it's because of the deep ball. Like, go, like Golden Tate,
2: like, touchdown, you know, as well. Um, Darius Slayton had eight to Golden Tate six. Like, Golden Tate is going to be a tried-and-true type of wide receiver for this team, and, and Darius Slayton is going to be maybe a more higher risk as far as fantasy goes. But he will get you maybe more fantasy points based off of the touchdown and the, the yards per catch, like – Things, things like that. That's what, He's a sexier pick than Golden Tate, but Golden Tate is going to be a wide receiver three in your lineup week in and week out.
0: Yeah, and uh, well, most of these conversations we're having all hinges on Daniel Jones. Hmm.
2: I think which you is, can take a step up.
4: Which
0: is, I, and I do too, I'm just saying, if he doesn't.
2: Uh, I mean, If right. you move I mean, Eli Manning's stats to him, he had 30 touchdowns and 4,000 passing yards. Granted, I, think I mean he...
0: Eli Manning was a good quarterback when he was doing that. So uh, I'm, I'm saying that if he takes a step back, these conversations may be a little different. All
3: right, but uh, all right. So, right. so Sterling Shepard or Ingram, Ingram. Oh, Ingram. I, I I would think. So do we think Sterling Shepard is the oh, he's odd is the fourth option? Correct. Odd man out Fifth. in a redraft.
1: Because mm-hmm. they
3: receiving <laughs> eight, receiving yes okay all right <laughs> i mean yes
2: saquon is the offense you <laughs> no, only had 217
3: no, attempts last year holy he shit he only played 13 games and, and that's, in and those that's, 13 games like one game he got hurt in the first drive so yeah. like yeah so 12, 12 games, games. Yeah. yeah and
0: i and when i'm sitting here and i'm looking at it, this i go there's no reason why he doesn't get 300 carries
3: he still had se- se- he, he had 74 targets last year in much 12 games like that's I mean, pretty, pretty they should good. They should <laughs> 300 <laughs> carries,
0: 100 targets. You're looking at a thousand a thousand.
2: They should squeeze that fruit as much as they can before they have to sign him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because he is going to command so much money.
1: And they brought in Dion Lewis, which is, I guess, worth mentioning a little bit. But I don't think he's going to do anything at all. So it's really not it's worth mentioning. It's just to have a competent backup.
4: Yeah.
2: Because what did they have? Hillman? They still have Gallman. Hillman, Gollman, Benny, Buck
1: Allen, Lewis. Yeah. But fuck it. Yeah. but deal I mean deal Lewis is there that's that's all you need to know who cares uh moving on let's drill down to the bad so team the washington football team all right Slash so washington
3: Tom. Tom goes first
1: red hawks
3: was it red hawks. what's the new team name
1: do they should be the washington red dogs i never thought of it the red dogs i didn't ask you guys, Tom. Uh, <laughs> it's
0: but, it's going to be i don't i don't even know the washington uh, I am totally blank. I don't know, like they, the the Washington, uh, you know, uh, How do you do this? The Washington McLaurins.
1: The How You Doins? Um, I don't
2: like that you put me on the spot. I am very lot nervous. Of, there's just been a lot of speculation. that Just it might be say
3: the, what you think. The Washington Red Tails is, uh, is what I would
1: go with. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm still pulling for Washington Red Hawks. I think that's a cool one.
3: Washington uh, Purple Flags.
2: What about the... Um, <laughs> what was it that the... Um, the Native American uh, guy stepped out and said that they should be called like the, the uh, coin tosses or something it, like. It was terrible. <laughs> it was like. It was. Uh, right. It's like oh, the- it was code, code talkers. <laughs> code that's talkers. what it was. The Washington Code Talkers. Which, like, I get like the the historical relevance. I, yada, honestly, yada, yada, but like, but it has to kind sound of, good. But
3: cutting kind of like the Redskins, historical
2: relevance. <laughs> right. I, I honestly like the fact that they're called the football team. I don't know about you, but Washington.
1: I like, I like the Washington. <laughs> yeah, I just who put knows. the who knows in there. But okay, let's move on into some <laughs> actual football talk. They were in three and thirteen last year. That's not good. In case you're new to football, that's terrible. Uh, 654 offensive touches it's almost at the barrel of the league 32 um, th- 32nd rank in offensive point scores at 162 which is dead last in the league uh, 32nd in passing yards 22nd in rushing yards they're not a good offense and then you're like oh well, maybe they're great on defense no they're terrible there too 27th in points allowed and 18th in passing yards 31st in rushing yards allowed so really they weren't good on either side of the ball Um, everybody gave up and they said, you know what? We're done with this. We're bringing in a new head coach. We got Ron Rivera. He turned the Panthers into a winning franchise for a little bit. See if he can do it again. He's been a head coach and he's been in the league for 15 years total. It's his first year with the um, Washington team. And uh, we'll see what he can do. He also brought in his own offensive coordinator that he's been uh, working with before in the past. And he's going to work with him again, Scott Turner first year in Washington. He's got a lot of talent on the team, which is good. I mean, they're, The Redskins, when you go down the line and you look at these guys, they are not a team that are short on talent. Dwayne Haskins struggled as a rookie quarterback, only had a 58.62% completion percentage, but is talented enough to bring this team to the promised land if they let him and if they provide the weapons around him to succeed. Last year, he was stuck throwing to Steven Sims, uh, Terry McLaurin, who I think is very talented, Kelvin Harmon, Trey Quinn, Jeremy Sprinkle, Holly Hentges, A handful of other guys you've never heard of that's a problem so they went out and they said let me bring some guys in unfortunately the guys they brought in aren't all that helpful you got peyton barber (laughs) uh cody latimer who was a bum on the on the giants before logan thomas who was a bum richard rogers who didn't play last year because of an injury and jd mckissick who i think is very good but is ultimately a bum he's not going to be a game changer in your offense so they went out and tried to help out a, a rookie quarterback or a second year quarterback this year and didn't really succeed yeah, well, I,
0: I, here's the thing. You watch how Ron Rivera led the offense for Carolina. It was always a read option. It was built around the quarterback. It was built around Cam Newton. It was built around what can Cam do and make this team succeed. This team needs a new identity. and And I know it's only Haskins' second year in the league. I don't know how Rivera and Haskins are going to gel. And I don't think it's going to be well. I think they brought in all these guys because they want to figure out how can we run some sort of RPO-style offense, right? I mean, you look at – they drafted Antonio Gibson, the hybrid wide receiver running back. J.D. McKissick can be a threat outside the backfield. God – I mean, Darius, guys, if he can play 16 games, he's talented, but he can't – I just – I don't know, and then you got old man Peterson. I, I don't know how this team gels. I don't know what the identity is. I look at what Ron Rivera did down in Carolina and I go, This isn't that. So I, I think that this this team struggles again.
3: I think it's weird as shit. I think the only person on this team you can trust, drafting wise, is Terry McLaurin, and that is hands down it. I'm I'm not trusting any running back in any redraft. Sure, I love Ntodo. No. Gibson-Scoe-wise and what he can do in a dynasty league. Mm -hmm. Geis-Scoe is great, but injury prone. AP is great, was great, still is great, but he's also a candidate for a team that's this shitty for being cut, and he can easily be cut this year. They brought in Kyle Allen, and Alex Smith is back from um, the injury, so who knows if Hassan's actually wins that job? I mean... Rivera brought in Haskins. He traded for Has, um He traded for Kyle Allen because he worked with him before. So th- there's he, no one saying that Smith or Haskins or Allen will be the starting quarterback week one. He, he I think it's a big camp battle. It's, I don't think it's Haskins' job at all.
2: Right. And I think that, and it was not something that Washington as an organization had, you know, traded up for Haskins, like what they did with Robert Griffin the third. Like, this was a guy that they drafted at the position that they were, you know, given in, in uh, the draft. And I think that they learned their lesson with Robert Griffin not to do, you know, sell out your future. And if it turns out that, you know, he's not the quarterback, it really is something where they can kind of go, oh, well, you know, we'll move on to a different day. Like, you know... We've talked about the fact that, you know, if Adrian Peterson – there's so many running backs here that that, that could be uh, good. Adrian Peterson, Darius guys, Antonio Gibson. Um, if it was just their backfield, yes, I'd draft them. But it's not, and they are going to spread it out. And uh, with Kyle Allen as quarterback, or if Alex Smith is quarterback, it's going to be the same thing at running back. It's going to be the same thing at wide receiver. Oh, if, if Terry
1: this, McLaurin is the only one. If Alex Smith is quarterback, I think it's a huge bump for the whole offense. I agree.
3: I, I mean, I honestly believe... I, I mean, we agree. saw it in Kansas City for we, so many we, years. we
2: saw it when he was in Washington, actually, two years Before ago. Before he got hurt, yeah. Before he got hurt, they, he was very good.
1: He was one of the best quarterbacks in the league when he was back with San Francisco. Think, I think they actually had, like, it was either an 8-8 record or a well, 9-7 with record. Washington,
3: he was a top 12, and then week right. 4 or 5, he, yeah. he, he had that... Um, the catastrophic uh i don't want to talk yeah. about that because i saw the film
4: oh i'm just so happy he's back i know even I mean, well, in the fact that he came back i mean i mean you've seen he, the pictures he, of the his fact leg, that he, he has sh- a leg he should, he, he should should retire right. <laughs> if i'm him i'm
3: getting the hell out of this yeah, but I well mean, i mean
0: he's just a bad luck quarterback and i think that's like what it is for him like he's an older guy that has just been put in really shitty situations his entire career and it's like what do you Yeah. You know, well, I mean, Kansas City back then wasn't a good situation either. Playoffs. Dwayne Bow Every
1: year. Dwayne, Dwayne Bowe with 16 touchdowns. Yeah. Remember when Dwayne Bowe no. used to only catch 16 that, passes and had 16 was touchdowns? one year. It was
0: awesome. You remember Peyton Three Ellis. years over 10
1: touchdowns. But but Dwayne <laughs> Haskins, right? Nine games played, seven touchdowns, seven picks. That's not it. 20 rushes, 101 yards, no touchdowns. That's not it. Six fumbles. Seven, That's seven? That's way it. worse than I thought. Yeah. yeah worse than I thought.
3: Oh, my good. God. Not good. I mean... We saw Terry McLaurin have a big breakout year at the beginning of last year because of Case Keenum. The second the Hassans came in, Terry's value plummeted. Right,
0: yep. and and it, and you got sit here and say he's the only one to draft. I mean, I don't know I'm touching him before the tenth.
3: But I'm saying like out of all, I mean, I, I'm not saying it be drafted. It's a good, right? He's yeah, going, yeah. he's going to be drafted in almost every league
2: before the tenth. Let's, let's just be honest. Ron Rivera wants to tank so that he can get Trevor Lawrence.
0: Well, so, but, I mean, Maybe go, 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 go back and look at what he's what he did, right? I mean, we, we talk about what the Carolina offense looked like, but he always won on defense. I mean, th- that Carolina defense for years was filthy.
1: Yeah, they've got the talent to do it in, in, I mean, in Washington. You, but. This
0: team's a disaster on both sides of the ball. And Ron Rivera just came in and just got asked to, Take on the biggest project in the NFL and make yeah, it a winning
3: I team. I don't think they're tanking if they brought in Ron Rivera. They're they're well, not no, they're not tanking.
0: A, <clears throat> they're not tanking, right? Um, why? Why? Ron Rivera is well, not. Explain
2: that to me why they wouldn't. Well, Ron, 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 is Ron, not Ron not a Rivera is not
4: a tanking coach. He's, no, he's, 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 he's a proud guy. He's no, not a rookie. coach. He's not going to come. Take,
1: no, he's not the Bengals. It's but a he,
2: long-term solution. He is the Craig, right guy for the job.
1: Do that. No, he's it. the right guy for the job. You're going to tell go, he won't go out and win zero games. He right. won't do it. He's not going to. You're going to tell me that Ron Rivera, a proud man, is going to go out and lose games. He wears he glasses do too. It. He wears glasses. Craig. Glasses.
0: <laughs> I mean, I I, I think <laughs> I
2: can't rebut after that. No, you can't. <laughs> he's,
0: he's gonna he's gonna focus on the defense and not the offense. I, we've spent far too long talking about the Washington Purplebacks. The only Purplebacks. <laughs> it's been like eight The fluffy Bears. <laughs> the Sun Dandelions, the, the Riverboat. Uh, yeah, let's yeah. put it this way. Uh, Whether no they're idea.
1: taken or not, they're going to be basement of the NFC East again. That's a fact. Yeah, it
0: just, there's not much fantasy-wise to talk about here. Honestly, I would take a shot on Adrian Peterson late,
1: personally. Yeah, I mean, Adrian, um, Adrian see, Peterson I is, think is a Darius Geis injury away from starting, and that's a pretty likely scenario. I think he's a big cut candidate. Oh, I a hundred percent agree with that. Well, you, yeah, I mean,
3: which I would hate because they wish they cut him beforehand. They would he'd go it's on. It's just, it's Eagles. really,
0: it's it's really <laughs> really hard to say that the guy who got two hundred and eleven rushing attempts and he looked rushing yards and he looked great good last year he he with, looked, a, looked, with a coach who wants to run. He runs the ball. so
3: freaking hard. Regardless. He runs
0: angry. Yeah, yeah. Love AP. I love
3: AP. Love <laughs> AP. Love him. Um,
0: All right, you guys want to do our recap? Let's, let's do our little recap. 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 All right, Tom, take Recap it away. Recap done, boobies. Um, I <laughs> I need to find that audio. You remind me. I gotta get in touch with Tyler, and I'm gonna cut that out. No, that's gonna. It's be on hard. YouTube, and I'll send you a right. link. But beautiful. Probably, yeah. Um, all right, Philadelphia Eagles. Carson Wentz, Miles Sanders, Ertz,
1: Jeffrey. Late. Hopefully Jeffrey's on the pup. He's gonna play.
0: If um, if if Jeffrey's on the pup when you go to draft.
3: Reger and Goddard. Both got it exactly. If
1: that's yes, would exactly. you draft Deshaun Jackson? I would draft I would him. Draft yes. Yes. yes, yes, yes. So, yes. So, absolutely. so I'll tell
3: you why. I'm drafting this guy in the last round because he's going to give me a freaking huge week in either the at least the the first week. Like he's a guy you can draft in the 16th round, and you're starting that guy week one. Yeah, start him just week, week the, one and then trade him just for that week. That's w- all you get. Or gets hurt, but hey, at yeah, I, I at least 20 I d- points. I did
2: that last year. Yeah, <laughs> it's
3: perfect. All right, um,
2: Cowboys.
0: All right, the Cowboys. Cow- okay, I feel like, I, <laughs> and them. I just wanted to bring this up. The Cowboys feel very much like the Kansas City Chiefs of the AFC. And if I could predict a Super Bowl, Dallas, KC.
1: You sound like everybody every single year, Dallas Cowboys going to the Super Bowl. And every single year, they but, go eight and eight. But, it's a but, uh,
0: but it is. I mean, they well, have Mike McCarthy marginally. now. They oh. don't have
1: Jason Garrett. Oh. All right, Dak Prescott, Yes. <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott. You want yes. no part of that. Amari oh, Cooper. Cooper. Yes. yes. All three wide receivers. Yes. Okay. Lamb. Yes. All right. Cool.
3: Uh, Giants.
2: Saquon. J-I-N-T-S. Saquon, obviously. Evan Ingram. Din- yeah. What about Daniel Jones? What are we talking about, Daniel that, Jones? He's
0: not a top twelve.
3: He's not a top twelve quarterback.
2: Not a twelve. Top twelve quarterback. Okay, but we have him listed. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry.
3: Yeah. We have him listed. perfectly. Okay, so
0: Saquon, Evan Ingram, <laughs> Golden Tate. Darius Slayton I to an extent Sl- Slayton yes. Slayton yeah. Slayton's okay. a
1: good late pick 10th round plus mm-hmm. might go earlier in that 8th yeah, ter- round ter- plus Terry McLaurin uh...
3: Washington Terry Redskins These Terry is- McLaurin in the double digits mm-hmm. I mean Geis is going to be drafted if if he's healthy now he's going to be drafted I'm okay. not going Let's, to advise in, you to draft Darius okay. but in, don't be in, the guy who takes him
0: in since there's not much to talk about where do you draft Geis I, I would not take guys. Ninth round, no. Darius Geis is there. You wouldn't take guys. No. no,
3: I absolutely would. Um, so all right, Craig, sixteenth round. You wouldn't take guys. No, that's sixteenth round. I'll take Geis. He is a top thirty, rate ranked top thirty-two ranked running back. Okay, fine. I'll take him in the sixteenth round. He's yes, of little... course you take him in sixth round. I mean ninth round. Right? Well, he's RB I'll in the ninth him... round. I'm taking Geis hands down. He's so, not going to fall there. He's so, RB 66. Last. Let
0: me, where where let me would play be, out a scenario. Where would be, in five where games. Would be too early for you? Where, where's the breaking point with Geis? Where do you finally say I will take the risk on Geis?
3: Nine. Okay. Uh, I'm at like I'm he at like 13. He's going be he'll, he'll go before eighth, that. Eighth, but if he's ninth he, round,
1: if he falls oh. there, I'm I'll, the, The problem is he's going to go in, like, the sixth. I think I would take him...
2: I think when I would feel comfortable taking Darius Geis is probably as my RB4. Which is our
4: ninth
3: round? Yeah, but
2: that's if I'm prioritizing running back in the ninth round. I'm still picking wide receiver there. I I I would think more or less that... You know, I have some other talent at running back to choose from. I, I, I would be comfortable in that 10th, 11th, RB4 kind of mock area. So
0: that you guys right. can see who's going to be able So, to But to Dow's point, Geis is going to go far earlier than that.
2: Yes. He's
1: going to go like yes, the 6th. Yes, I will not take him. I, I know you asked you 16th know. round. I will not take him. I don't want him. I'll pick somebody else who is going to probably have a way higher chance of being healthy and on the field.
3: So we are <laughs> saying... 8th and
0: 9th round on Geis.
1: This is the thing is Geist, like for us because he he is
3: going to be drafted regardless of what we think or what, what what we like he's on- going to be drafted and only
2: because everybody. of it's only because of upside i would even consider in that 10th 11th area like the thing is is this is i'm willing to be wrong if if Darius guys plays a full season and is uh you know rb2 fine all the power to the guy i'm not going to reach on him i'm not going to get him That's at fine. the value it's- i'm only going to get him if he has surpassed the length of what his you know, ADP is.
1: Right. Like, I'm willing to be wrong. I'm not willing to take the chance on a guy I don't think is going to be on the field. That's that's my difference. That's like, that's my... There that's is it, it's it, a very weird it. line to draw, but I'm not... I will let somebody else take that chance all day long. And again, okay, I, I, maybe it's too far to say if he was in the 16th round, I wouldn't take him. Because if you sit in the 16th, you're likely drafting absolute bums. Right. Sure. Then, then your risk is zero. That's a guy you're probably going to cut anyways. But... He's not going to go that late. Somebody's going to take him in the sixth, seventh, eighth. Right.
0: Eight. Well, and that's why we were just playing the game of okay. where's your breaking point. Where do you finally at a round say Darius Geis is on the board?
1: Yeah, if he's sitting he's
0: there, he's a third, starting running back.
3: We're all hoping that some guy in our league is, in the, is in the sixth round. <laughs> he takes him. All right. You yeah. yeah then you don't, then have you you have don't, don't even have to think about it. You <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't have yeah. to play you know, this game. Decision. So like he's going to take him in like the third round. We don't so, have to worry about I it. I can so, guarantee he's not on my fantasy. So Geis and Terry McLaurin are the only options I, uh, I
1: would take ap the same way you oh I'm, I'm, I'm sorry i mean right, right, i would and, i would and,
0: i would take a shot on ap yes but ap yeah.
1: would you take ap or guys first who's your who's your earlier shot i would take guys first well, i, I mean guys has ob- the obviously
2: the better upside you know he again even last year he had 5.8 yards per carry just stay healthy man
0: right, well that's Again, the, when you look at yards per carry averages, look at same. I get what size. you're gonna. Say,
2: I get what you're gonna say, but the thing is, is he's a talented running back that just never stays healthy.
0: Yeah, no, we all can agree to that. But yeah. being healthy is a very important thing in the NFL. That's your AFC East. No, it's not. It's
1: your NFC. NFC. East. <laughs> NFC. <I'm> <laughs> NFC. That's AFC. your NFC East. Yeah, that's the NFC. Yeah, you,
2: you said that up. at the top of the hour too. Okay. That's your NFC East. So do we restart the just,
3: entire thing? No. No, we start over. You can just use these bites. Right, so um, the next podcast is the NFC South we're going to go through.
0: Yeah. And then we'll have the
3: West. The so West, and then that, uh, that we'll start doing...
0: And then we got like bold predictions. Sleepers. Prediction, Sleepers.
3: Prediction, prediction. The fun throw. stuff. I can't wait for it. So
0: <laughs> I cut that out. It sounds disgusting.
1: Classic dark <laughs> throw.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. shell fantasy. Stay with us.
1: Stay, stay,
3: stay with stay us. With us. <laughs> S- stay flunky, stay loose. Flu- <laughs> that didn't sound Stay with me, baby. <laughs> totally.
2: Top shelf fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay loose. Stay loose.